want to welcome you to the preaching service of the Scotts Fort Christian Church. All of us are mindful that this is Mother's Day weekend, and I want to take this opportunity to wish each mother a very blessed and happy Mother's Day. I uh, was very blessed to have a wonderful mother. I would probably not be where I am today if it were not for my wonderful mother. And also, I cannot wait to get back with my brothers and sisters at the Scotts Fork Christian Church, even if we had services at the church uh, Sunday, uh, probably many of the great Christian mothers would not be able to be there because of failing health and, and just a lot of special needs. And to all the shut-ins, to all of those who are sick, rest assured, be assured, you are being prayed for. This morning we are going to turn to the book of Ephesians and read from the 6th chapter, verses 1 through 3. And if you will, let's listen to the words of the Lord. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Paul, writing to the church at Ephesus, and not only to the church at Ephesus, but for people for all time to come, about parents' responsibilities and children's responsibilities, and they're so, so beautiful. I read a little illustration that uh, about a little six-year-old boy, and he got separated from his mother in the supermarket, and he began to call frantically, Martha, Martha, Martha. And that was his mother's name, and she came running to him quickly. And she said, but honey, she admonished him, you shouldn't be calling me Martha. I'm mother to you. And her old son said, yes, I know. But there, there are many, many mothers uh, in this store, and I wanted to make sure that I reached you. Our world is full of mothers, but we have only one mother who is special. We have many pieces of clothing. We have a lot of this and a lot of that. But we only have one mother, and there is no one like our mothers. It has been said that the three most revered words in life are mother, home, and heaven. And when you stop and think about that, that is so true that uh, there are many, many uh, different words out there. But when you mention the word mother, when you mention the word home, when you mention the word heaven, they are very, very special. You might get a little charge out of this. Our fellow minister, Steve Shepherd, said, uh, he had commented about that, you know when you have turned into a mother, when you automatically double knot, double knot everything you tie, you find yourself humming the Barney song as you do the dishes. You hear a baby cry in the grocery store and you start to gently sway back and forth, back and forth. However, your children are either at, are either at school or long gone. Also, you actually start to like the smell of strained carrots mixed with applesauce. 
I can remember many and many a time Sharon feeding our children also when I fed the children, helping her and so forth. And some of those smells from those little baby jars, those baby foods, uh, weren't the best smelling in the world. You know that you're a mother when you go out for a romantic meal with your husband, enjoying some real adult conversation when suddenly you realize that you've reached over and started to cut up his steak. So these are signs that you know that you are a real mother. I am sure that if I could sit down and talk with each one of you, that you would share with with me the many, many things your mother has taught you. You know, it's kind of a sad commentary, but probably I'm safe in saying this, that thousands upon thousands of young men and young women would not have become a Christian had it not been for the faith and the prayers and the leading of a godly mother. It truly is hard to measure the value of a good Christian mother. There are some things that I want to share with you that you might find a little bit humorous that mothers, probably many mothers, have taught their children. Once said, my mother taught me to appreciate a job well done. If you're going to kill each other, do it outside. I just finished cleaning. My mother taught me about religion. She said, you better pray that will come out of the carpet. My mother taught me logic because I said so. That's why. My mother taught me foresight. Make sure you wear clean underwear in case you're in an accident. My mother taught me about stamina. You'll sit there until all that spinach is gone. And I just have to comment here that our older son, Brian, he did not like broccoli. And Sharon felt it was important for our children to learn to eat healthy. And I can just see my, our older son sitting at this table where I'm speaking from. And, uh, and she said, you only have to eat uh, two pieces, but I want you to eat the broccoli. And so uh, he would hold his nose and take the, the broccoli and, and try to swallow it. And finally, it would go down. And I think maybe he has learned to like it. Also, we can say my mother taught me about behavior modification. Stop acting like your father. And so on we can go. But there are millions of less fortunate children in this world who don't have wonderful parents like I hope that you have and the instruction and the guidance they are giving you. Some other things that your mother may have taught you, your mother may have taught you about anticipation. Just wait until we get home. My mother taught me about receiving. You're going to get it when you get home. My mother taught me medical science. If you don't stop crossing your eyes, the wind will change and you will stay like that. My mother taught me how to become adult. If you don't eat your vegetables, you'll never grow up. My mother taught me genetics. You act like just act like you just act like your father. My mother taught me about justice. One day, son, one day, daughter, you'll have kids, and I hope they turn out just like you. On Mother's Day, we cannot say enough good things about our mothers, but we'll try. I don't know if you have your Bible close by, but I would like to turn to Proverbs, the 31st chapter. Needless to say that when we think about mothers and the tremendous contributions that they make to life, 
that we often turn to Proverbs 31 and uh, we can measure uh, their lives by what uh, we read in Proverbs 31. There are three things that we're going to talk about here, and I'm sure that you can identify with them, is uh, that her hands work is the first thing we'll talk about. Her uh, mouth speaks and her heart loves. I think about my mother and she was such a wonderful, wonderful mother. I have some quilts that uh, she made, uh, little stitches sewn, every one to perfection, absolutely gorgeous, and money would not buy them. Uh, she was a uh, uh, so good in, in making and doing embroidery, uh, all kinds of uh, stitching of things, and, and I have them, and, and I just appreciate them so much. A little boy had a lot to understand. He got to talking about uh, his job, and he said his first job, he was boasting about the amount of work he did. He said, I get up at 5 a.m., I have my breakfast, and then he was asked, does anyone else get up too? He said, yes. My mother gets up and fixes my breakfast and then fixes Dad's breakfast. And what about your lunch, the boy asked. Oh, Mother fixes that too. Does your mother have the afternoon to herself? The boy replied, no. We have, I have brothers and sisters, and there's all kinds of things that she has to do throughout the day in caring for them and also getting ready the evening meal. And, uh, and so what about your mother? What does she do? Uh, and the boy replied, well, she, when I come home, she has a meal and she washes some clothes and irons and, and continues doing a lot of errands. Do you get paid? And the little boy said, of course, Dad and I get paid. What about your mother? Does she get paid too? The boy replied, Mother, get paid? Mothers don't get paid. You don't do no work, or she don't do no work. If anyone here today believes that moms don't work, I would suggest that you'd better keep your mouth shut. In Proverbs 31, I want us to look at this. First of all, the proverbial writer says, that she sows. She selects wool and works with eager hands. Uh, like I said, uh, I not only have beautiful quilts, and I'm sure many of you who are listening and who are grandmothers, you still may be making beautiful quilts and doing a lot of sewing, doing a lot of embroidery work, doing a lot of, of uh, knitting, and on and on I can go. And the proverbial says that, that she selects wool and works with eager hands. You know, I'm not sure, but it seems to be rather sad today that our good mothers and so forth, that they don't have time to do some of these things and leave these kind of possessions behind for their children and grandchildren because they mean so, so much to them. Because, like I think of the quilts, and every stitch represents love. She would wash and iron our clothes and I often would say to people concerning my shirts that they would stand up because she put so much starch in them and they were so beautifully done. And then the proverbial writer says that she shops, bringing her food from afar in verse 14. And she cooks in verse 15. She provides food for her family. Uh, I have shared with many a person through the years that there was a thing that my mother cooked and made, baked, that I don't know whether anyone else has ever done it or not, but she would make a cherry cobbler, she would make a peach cobbler, 
and she would put on top of those respective pies about a quarter of an inch of caramel icing, and then she would put a scoop of ice cream on top of that. I could eat that for breakfast, I could eat it for lunch, and I could eat it for dinner. Incredible, incredible cook. And there's a strong possibility, I'm sure, that your mother or grandmother uh, fall in that category as well. And then in verse 16, it talks about planting a vineyard. And our text also says that mothers in verse 8 and 15 says, Get up while it is still dark to prepare food. And her lamp, in verse 18, does not go out at night. There's an old saying that says that man works from sun to sun, but woman's work is never done. And then also this is true in verse 27 of the 31st chapter of the book of Proverbs. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. She is not lazy. Friends, that's a beautiful, beautiful thought. I really believe that a mother is very, very special. And uh, I think that uh, uh, she sets the tone a lot of times for the household. And uh, that's a very meaningful, meaningful thought. Most of us, uh, most of you know uh, about those days. Uh, I was raised very modestly. And I am tempted, I am great that I was. Uh, We did not have a lot of fancy things. But my mother was an immaculate housekeeper. Uh, everything was just always dusted and everything was polished and always looked so nicely and uh, and you learn those things and, and they are very very meaningful not only does her hands work probably many of you may have your mother still living you may still have your grandmother living and uh, if they have been concerned about providing for the many needs that they feel that they need to provide for, that if you were to look at their hands, uh, you would say, my, it's very indicative uh, that my mother uh, really did do all she could uh, to provide for us. And then also when we look at the book of Proverbs, her mouth speaks. In Proverbs thirty-one twenty-six, she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. When uh, preacher John Wesley was a student at Oxford University, he was shocked about the amount of drinking done by the students. I wonder what he would think about college students today. But after writing to his mother, Suzanne Wesley, for her counsel, he received the following words. My dear son, remember that anything which increases the authority of the body or the mind is an evil thing. Great instruction. And I am sure that Suzanne Wesley said a lot of other good words of wisdom to her children. Also, a London editor submitted to Winston Churchill for his approval a list of all of those who had been Churchill's teachers. And Churchill returned the list with this comment, You have omitted to mention the greatest of my teachers, and Winston Churchill said, it was my mother. The great preacher G. Campbell Morgan had four sons, and they all became ministers of the gospel. And at a family reunion, a friend asked one of the sons, which Morgan is the greatest preacher? While that son looked at his father, he replied, mother. 
And friends, what a compliment to pay to mothers. And I have no question, uh, but that is the gospel truth. It is sad today. I, I wonder how many young men and young women are encouraged to go into specialized Christian service. The fields are wide in the harvest and the laborers are few. And there are so many hurting people, so many people who need love, a hug, attention and care. Unbelievable. And I think certainly in this day in which we're living that we need to challenge ourselves to make sure that we fall in the bracket of being a caring and loving person. Uh, Wayne Smith, the great preacher of the South and Christian Church in Lexington for 40 years, and he said, so often what we do is that we wait too late to tell our loved ones that we love them. We walk by the casket and we say, you have no idea how much I loved you. You have no idea. He said, friends, that's too late. Do it while you're living. Tell your grandmother, tell your mother, tell your loved ones that you love them. And then not only tell them, but keep in mind that you need to be consistent and show that love. Mother was the greatest preacher. Many mothers have done a lot of preaching to their children, whether they considered it preaching or not. I don't remember much altogether of what mom said to me when I was a child, but I'm sure mom said a plenty to help me along in life. Yes, we need to realize that as we look at this book of Proverbs, that we, uh, as it says in Proverbs, her hands work. Also, as it said in the book of Proverbs, is that uh, her uh, uh, love and care and uh, her mouth worked and spoke the good things that we needed to hear. And thirdly, her heart loves. In Proverbs 31, 11, and 12, her husband has filled full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. You see, if a husband has full or complete confidence in his wife, then you know that she is a woman who loves her husband. There was an epitaph on uh, a, a wife's tombstone written by her husband's sixth, uh, husband after 60 years of marriage, and this is what it was written on the tombstone. She always made home happy. That's love, friends. That's love. And that can be like that today. Today, we really do need to look at how we're living our lives, how we're seeking uh, to conduct the affairs of our home. Life is so, so short. And all of you who are listening, I'm sure many of you could say that I couldn't begin to tell you that the many things that my mother shared with me, that my father shared with me, and they shared them in love. Some of them were rather stern, but I see now they were sharing great wisdom, great knowledge, sharing great truths, and it would be hard to understand how much they really, really did help me. A grandmother can be a great blessing. I tell people often at this Scotts Fork Christian Church, grandmothers, you can do so much. You can teach your grandchildren so much, and there's so much truth in that. It's important that there be happiness in the home. In Proverbs 17:22, a cheerful heart is good medicine. When there is a lot of laughter in a home, someone is putting out some good medicine, and it also shows a lot of love. A teacher at a school 
put this question to little James in the math class. She said, James, suppose your mother made a cherry pie and there were ten of you at the table and your mother and father uh, and eight children. How much of the pie would you get? He thought for a moment and he said, a ninth was his answer. No, no, James. Now pay attention. There are ten of you in the home. Don't you know your fractions? He said, yes, I do. I know my fractions, but I know my mother even better. And this is what he said concerning his mother. She'd say that she didn't want any of the pie. She would rather the children, the dad, the father have it uh, than uh, and do without herself. Years ago, there was an article in the Lexington Herald and it said big headlines, and I've got it on file, that said parents are selfish. The greatest gift that God can give us in many ways is a child or children. I've been listening a lot to what's being said about the fact we're having to do homeschooling, uh, listening to what uh, parents have to say about the fact that they're with their children, you know, more. And I was so disappointed. It was on a TV uh, news uh, show in the morning. And one person, a super guy, and they were talking about different enemies they had discovered since uh, they're having their lifestyle is so different. And one said, uh, my children are my enemy. Uh, hopefully, he was just being facetious. Uh, uh, hopefully, he didn't really mean that. Uh, but I thought, that's sad. Because how wonderful it is to be blessed to have children. Because the truth of the matter is, we can be made a lot better by the lessons that our children can teach us. Uh, Many times we learn more patience. Many times we just learn even more about love. They love unconditionally. Uh, But uh, it's so important that we understand uh, the beauty of motherhood. Thomas Edison once said, I did not have my mother long, but she cast over me an influence which has lasted all my life. The good effects of her early training I can never lose. If it had not been for her appreciation and her faith in me at a critical time in my experience, I should never likely have become an inventor. I was always a careless boy. And with a mother of different mental caliber, I should have turned out badly. But her firmness, her sweetness, her goodness, with potent powers to keep me in the right path, my mother was the making of me. The memory of her will always be a blessing to me. What a lovely tribute to a blessed mother. And Proverbs 31:28 it says, Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Friends, today, I truly pray for every mother, grandmother who is listening to this sermon. And I truly pray God's blessings upon you. I pray that you can know good health. I pray that you can know the good things of life. And that in return, that you will thank the Heavenly Father that you will teach your children, your grandchildren, that God and Jesus Christ is the giver of every good and perfect gift, that he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. 
He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He is our refuge and strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. So I say once again, may the Lord ever bless you, bless you richly, keep you in his care, and help all of us to love each other. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for our mothers. We thank you that they sifted through the frivolous things of life and realized that the things that they could give their children that were important but not was not another toy, was not another gift, but it was their presence, their wisdom, their teaching, their taking time and setting down to teach them the values of life so their life could be full and could be full of great riches. And that at the end of life's journey, they could hear the words, You have fought a good fight. You have finished the course. You have finished the course. Henceforth, there is laid up for you a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to you at that day, and not only unto you, but unto all of those who love his appearing. Thank you.